ahead and welcome back to an Everyday Girls Reminder. I just want to go ahead and preface this video with a trigger warning. We will be talking about sexual assault and sexual harassment. If any of you need to talk or, you know, report anything that has happened, I have linked phone numbers and websites in the description. Those hotlines are obviously available, but so is my inbox, so please feel free to reach out. Um, with that said, on today's episode, we will be talking about sexual assault at my high school, Hebron High School in Carrollton, Texas, but also just sexual assault and harassment within the school district and districts across the state um, and the country, and just in general about coming from somebody who has firsthandedly experienced um going through that and we do have a guest on our episode today so i hope you all enjoy this episode i hope you all take something away from it and i hope that um if any of you have ever experienced something like this that you are either recovering happily and healthily or if you need to reach out please do so again mentioning the hotlines and the websites in the description but also my DMs and my inbox are obviously always open. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Uh, hi, I'm Laura Douglas. I am a junior at Hebron High School currently, and I've been going to the LASD for a while, and I know a lot about Hebron, and yeah. That is so nice to meet you, and thank you for coming on here. It's something that is... I know is something that's difficult almost and sometimes a little scary, but I'm really, really glad you came on and I'm sure anybody who's listening is also very glad. So just to start off, do you think you could kind of tell me and the listeners your story, kind of like a rundown what you did on your um, Instagram video, but just for like the new listeners to know and kind of get caught up? Yeah, so um, in 10th grade, this was last year, uh, there was this student that, like, I already knew was very, like, touchy-feely mm-hmm. towards only one person. I didn't know that, like, it was common. But uh, we were doing this play called Vokes, mm-hmm. and um, it was a mess because our director had left. So we had to get a replacement director who was, like, very antsy and frustrated. We had to get things done quicker and faster, mm-hmm. and, like the production was going to play in like two days so we had to like rehearse a lot so during one of the rehearsals um me and this guy were in the back of the stage everyone else was like on the other side of the stage so no one could see us Mm -hmm. no one could hear and it was really awkward and I didn't want to make things awkward so I was like oh my god look at this styrofoam looks (laughs) edible right yeah wow And he was like, oh my god, you're so funny, like, ha ha ha. And then he put, like, his hand around, like, my waist, and it's like, we're not friends, why are you doing that? So, like, I kind of, like, pushed him off, like, yeah, ha ha. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he started to get more touchy-feely. And I didn't say this in the the video, Mm -hmm. because of how awkward it was, but, like, uh, back then, I had, like, really long hair. Mm -hmm. And so he started, like, brush my hair. And he was like, hey, did you know that that long hair is my kink? And I was like, (gasps) long, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And then he started to like put his hand like downwards to like, you know, my butt. And then he started to go down to like lady part. And I was like, oh, so I elbowed him. 
And I was like, you're funny, haha. And I like went all the way back to the stage, like where no one was, where he like would just like leave me alone because I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. That's crazy. In your video, you mentioned something about a cover or was that was. Your, yeah. 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 And how that wasn't the first time that stuff like that had happened before. Yeah. Do you want to like elaborate a little bit more on that just to like explain? Yeah. So, um, one of my friends in theater, I'm not going to say their name cause yeah. they don't want to talk about it, but one of my friends, um, I'd constantly seen him and her like together and she would talk about how uncomfortable he made her, but she couldn't say no because she felt guilty and bad. And it's like, you can yeah. say no. And she was like, but like, I, can't like I feel bad yeah and he was always very touchy-feely towards her like he would lay his head on her lap during Uh, like rehearsals and it's like what are you doing mm -hmm. and um during rehearsals before the play like was about to start we had to like rehearse some scenes we couldn't do right and um even after I told the directors he would touch the girls openly like in front of people like hand on yeah and it was just awkward, just and a lot of people were uncomfortable being, like, under this, like, cape, this cloak, because yeah. everyone had to be under it, and it was really uncomfortable, because he would, like, hold, if you were in front of him, he'd hold, like, your thighs, or, oh, like, your, your waist, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Please don't do Watch that. Watch your hands. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, like you said, you brought it up to your directors, yeah. and... So, I had a conversation with, um, so, I'm also a participant in the fine arts area, and I had a, or, I had a conversation with somebody who was also part of the fine arts, um, you know, they're, they're, like, on the same level as directors and such, and I can't really say who it was, because they don't want to be as involved, but I asked them if there was any training on how to deal with, you know, when a student comes to a teacher about something like this that had happened, what's the protocol? And it turns out, again, as far as I know and as far as the person has said, that there is no training, so they have no clue how to handle it, but there is also no solid set protocol. Up until now, if a student comes to a teacher, they're actually not really required to say anything, which I find disgusting and also interesting yeah. it's like how how can you have trainings every month i mean they may have sit through advisory and advisory is like a little homeroom type thing for those of you that don't know and students get trained on how to deal with sexual assault sexual harassment toxic relationships suicide prevention at least twice a month and the teachers have no training and no idea what to do so according to an email um the the it was a long winded and very beating around the bush type of email, but um it says if we do have the mandatory evidence rec- regarding a crime committed, we will always move forward with the fullest authority that the district holds. Did that happen when you went to your director? Uh, my director didn't do much. Mm-hmm. They kind of were just like, oh, you know, I can't really help you. I have to tell my advisor. Like, I can't help you. Like, I can't. And even after the rehearsal, and I went to them, I was like, hey, he's touching girls in front of people right now. Yeah. And she was, I'm busy, I can't, I, I can't do anything, I can't do anything. And I was like, what do we do? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so basically the director didn't do what is supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So there were, for those of you who aren't caught up, there were a few girls who came forward from our school and just like within the district. Um, and I don't remember if it was your story or somebody else's, but somebody actually had proof. Yeah. And it got dismissed. And that is even like beyond what like comprehension on how that could happen so this episode is mostly about talking about you know bringing awareness to stuff that happens like this and you know that it's okay to talk about it and make people more comfortable with bringing up their stories this is not just an episode you know we understand that it can happen to anyone and every everyone and that it happens often but we want to bring more light to the fact that it's okay to stand up and there shouldn't be any shame in that, but also to kind of shed light on the fact that the administrations within the school district, not just ours, but pretty much everywhere, um, don't really have this whole handling sexual assault, sexual harassment, rape thing down. They don't take direct action and sometimes teachers don't even take action to save themselves in one of the cases of um, another girl who came forward. Um, But just to talk a little more about what happened afterwards, um, I want to talk more about after you posted the video. Did you get any, like, backlash from it or, like, people saying, or more support? Did you get backlash people saying you shouldn't have posted this, like, you're wrong, you're lying, almost like a cried wolf type thing? Or more support that, hey, like, this is so good, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, A lot of people came like not person but they texted me like oh my god you're so brave like yeah and they told me a bunch of stories that aren't even like public that happened in theater like this year last year like years before that and I got a lot of support but the only person that didn't support me was kind of just like my mom yeah she was like oh why did you do that like you could ruin this guy's career and it's like "Mm." yeah Okay, but I I got a lot of support and people telling me that it's great. Yeah. But, yeah, people weren't very, like, open about it, like, outside of, like, the internet. Because, obviously, like, the teachers were right there. Yeah, the teachers were right there. And I think one thing that was the most, I can't imagine how all of the victims felt, but especially you, too, um, is, like, going forward knowing that you have the school system against you. Like, more often than not, you won't get the support you need. It'll be a defensive play that they take to save their reputation. And I know I have a lot of friends in Hebron Theater, and they've talked about before about how much pride there is in that organization. I mean, Hebron Theater is full of, like, you know, they they want their name to stay clean. So did you feel some of that coming back towards you when you went forward and they kind of just, like, brushed it under the rug more than anything probably to save their name yeah definitely um I had to sign I'm pretty sure I had to sign a contract mm-hmm. that said like you're not allowed to talk about it don't bring Hebrew into this oh my like gosh. you don't you can't talk about it at all and I was like okay and they were like we have authorities handling it and it's been a year and nothing and nothing and, yeah, and that kid's like in college and he's doing pretty good I can't believe they made you sign a contract. Yeah. They made all the victims that they know of sign a contract that said, like, you're not allowed to talk about it. 
Shoot, I did not know about that. That's an even bigger cover. You have to write a statement, and then it says, like, don't talk about it. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I did not know about that. I tried to get as much information as I possibly could before making the episode. Um, And I actually emailed a pretty... Again, I'm not allowed to say the name because a lot of organizations actually who did speak out about it were this close to getting sued. Mm. And it's an expensive lawsuit, so I'm trying to, like, stay within my boundaries. But um, somebody from Hebron, like, at a higher level of administration, I emailed that person and was like, can I sit down with you and talk to you about, you know, ask you some questions about what's been happening and, you know, I don't want to go into this episode kind of guns blazing. Like, I have to, because I'm going to be talking about it, I have to hear the other side. Yeah. And I don't know if you know about the email that was sent out. Yeah. That email was formatted to... So she she originally, she was like, yes, like, totally. What time do you want to meet? Like, when? Um, but then the person was like, can I have a list of the questions beforehand? And so I sent the person the questions, and the response was the email. So that email that was sent to everyone was formatted like paragraph by paragraph in response to my questions that I was supposed to ask that person. So it was a complete dodge. And that to me, like, you you would think you would, if you want to, you know, uphold your side, you would talk about it and try to make yourself look good. But this was a complete swerve into the other lane. I mean, the, the, the whole thing was ignored. I did not hear back after that. And that, that is all the information I have, is the email. So hopefully, you know, I'm staying in my lane. But that's that goes to show, you know, that shows something that even after all of this, they're still kind of pushing yeah. to not bring it up, which I think is crazy and awful. Um, but another question is, um, I know that you mentioned that, you know, your mom kind of was a little worried about you coming forward. But was there anyone else that was that was close to you that made you feel almost like, I hate the word, but ashamed even that like you came forward with your story or that that happened or tried to put the blame like on you and say, you know, I know the most frequent question is, did you say no? So stuff like that. Was there anyone around you who kind of brought that up as kind of a, a pushback to the video? No, not really. Okay. I didn't really feel ashamed or, like, disgusted. Mm-hmm. No, that event was kind of just like, wow, that happened, and that was weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there was nobody that said, like, asked you, did you say no? Like, did you fully say no? The only person that asked me that was the administrator. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, that's a great question to ask. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... One, a few other questions, obviously just kind of getting into it, um, coping afterwards and just kind of moving forward. What were some of the ways that you realized you were dealing with it? So just for anybody who's out there listening, I have linked phone numbers and websites to reach out if you do need help or somebody to talk to. Um, but just to hear it first, like kind of how did you continue? Like, I still can't believe you're still part of Hebrew theater. Like for me personally... I don't know if I'd be able to handle staying within a program that turned their back on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been a part of the Hebron Orchestra program for six years. And if something like that happened to me and there was no support, 
oh man, there was no way I'd be staying in the program. So kind of how did you deal with that and move forward? Um, a lot of people, uh, part of the uh, theater actually contacted me. were like, hey, like we have your back. Like, just know that if anything happens, like I'll be there for you. People, part of the, um, like the... I want to say club for yeah. theater, the people that like run the social media, that run like the theater altogether, like the kids contacted me and were like, hey, if you need anything, just tell me, like, here's my personal phone number. Yeah. Just like, you have everything. And it's like, it's great. Yeah. Thank you. And like, you know, it's great. But the only like sad part is, uh, I did have to cope with that just a little bit because yeah. it was like oh, that's weird. And even being, like, in theater right now is a little weird to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever I see that teacher, yeah, like, I can't forget that event. Yeah. As well as the fact that, like, whenever I'm around her or she, like, touches me, like, she'll uh. touch my shoulder and be like, oh, hey, nice. I just feel, like, a lot of discontent because it's like, oh, please don't touch me. Like, yeah. I feel a little disgusted. But yeah, uh, the way that I coped with it, as you can see, uh, I kind of just changed myself because yeah. it, it took me a while to actually start to like myself mm -hmm. and like appreciate myself but as soon as that event happened I was like what just happened that was disgusting what is wrong with you yeah and it was a little like what why did you should have said no but it's like you technically you did, did. you elbowed him yeah that's a clear no so I kind of just changed a little of who I am mm -hmm. and kind of like when people used to see me, it was like, wow, she's so nice. Like, whoa, whoa. Because I, I had, like, a certain, like, oh, dresses and woo, skirts. Yeah. And now, like, <laughs> people look at me and they're like, don't mess with her. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. She'll say, she'll hurt you. Yeah. So it was kind of just about fixing the first appearance, I guess, for yeah. me. Like, when people look at me, no, like, don't mess with me. Yeah. And then people talk to me, like, um... My opinion, I think I'm a nice person. Oh, I think you're so nice. <laughs> Your voice you. is so sweet, too, for anybody listening. Like, I'm sure they can tell. Like, you just have the softest, sweetest voice. Thank you. But, yeah, a lot of people, like, look at me and they're like, oh, she's scary, don't mess with her. And then yeah. they get to know me and it's like, wow. So, I guess, like, that's good for me. I Almost mean, like a protective outer shell, yeah, kind of. So, that way when people actually get close to me or get to know me, they're like, wow, she's so sweet. She's so nice. She's yeah. not the devil. Wow. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. You had a total, like, reformed look. Yeah. That's, and kudos to you for that. Because, um, I went, or I had a car accident yesterday, just to, like, you know, and I, I can't, obviously, I'm not comparing a car accident to what happened <laughs> to anybody. Please don't mistake it for that. But just talking about, like, kind of the trauma, almost. Um, it was a big accident, and I did get hurt. My car is totally totaled. wasn't my fault, by the way. But just, like, the past, like, day, I've been feeling, like, down. I've been feeling kind of mopey, and, like, it's just, I, it's amazing to me that all of the girls who came out were so, like, just so strong. I don't know how I would have handled it, is what I'm saying. I can't fathom the, like... The aftermath of the whole thing. Like, some of the girls, I, I knew them. And all I saw was their happy, like, face. Like, they were always so involved in school. And I just could probably could not do that. And like I said, I don't think I'd be able to stay within the organization. So props to you for that. That's amazing. Um, 
I want to ask you some questions about any legal issues. So you did say you had to sign a contract, but um, did anything, even the slightest bit legal, so police, contracts, papers being signed, even verbal legal issues, anything that came up? Uh, When I talked to the uh, vice principal, they told me that um, if the situation was, uh, it's going to be a little hazy because it's been a while. He was like, oh, you know, if the situation is so serious, we're going to get police involved, but we can handle it. Like, it's fine. We don't need, that's too much. Yeah. You're fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, they didn't really do much. They kind of just, whoever signed the paper, which was probably half of my class, because they literally were like, oh, can this student go to the office? Oh, can this student go to the office? Like, people were getting picked out to sign their statement. Wow. Sign their name. Don't talk about it. We don't get that. Yeah. How long has the statement been in effect? Um, we had to sign it somewhere. I want to say before Christmas break in December. Okay. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. But I know they just, like, put it on file and it was forgotten. Yeah. Well, at least it's been forgotten so that all the girls who have been coming out or even just talking about it right now, hopefully... We're in the clear with that. But if we're not, we got you. We got your back. Um, is there anything that you um, want to tell people who maybe have experienced the same thing or even worse about just anything in general, like your biggest piece of advice or just something that you learned or even, I don't know, just like a little message even? Um, probably... I wouldn't say judge people by their appearance as what I'm stating for myself, but I would say that I don't like the fact that women have to go out and feel the need to, like, protect themselves with, like, all these, oh, I have to make sure my keys are in between my fingers. Yeah. Oh, I have to have mace. I have mace in my car right now. Yeah. Like, you have to protect yourself. So, all I'm saying is, you know, that's great for you. Like, protect yourself, but, um... You know, sometimes it's literally, like, the person right next to you. So you should always just be aware of that. Maybe not first judge them, but make sure you kind of see what they're talking about, how they talk to guys. I mean, like, literally, if I stood next to this dude and the guy friends, they would all be, like, talking about chicks and stuff. Mm. That was gross. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's actually a really good piece of advice. That's an interesting way to, like understand how somebody would react and I have so many friends who and even myself like I'm just unaware like I keep I I don't keep that guard up and I really like it sucks that we should and that's why this episode is being put out there is to spread awareness and kind of put it out there like yeah women are unsafe all the time and not just women it can happen to anyone again but let's talk about the majority um but also at the same time like understanding that things still haven't been fixed yet and that we have to stay aware i don't carry mace i don't have pepper spray i don't have a mini taser i don't even keep my keys like close to me like they're in my purse away and i just 
there have been so many times I'll sit in my car and go on my phone and like not lock the doors, nothing. So just a reminder to like be safe. And I think that's a really, really good message to have. A couple of other things. Um, so you did say you had a lot of support. I want to know where exactly the support came from. So I know there was a lot of overwhelming support on social media. I was one of them. I, you know, it was, oh, I'm not building myself up. <laughs> Just putting it out there and everyone should definitely go look at all the stories and all of the videos and pictures that have been put out there um, telling every single one of the girls' stories. But besides social media, where was the most support coming from for you? Um... Besides social media, the majority was just social media. Yeah. I mean, like, everyone, in it just felt like people were uncomfortable to walk up to my face and say, oh, you're so brave. Yeah. Like, people that have commented or messaged me, I see walk past the hall and we just, like, we don't even, like, smile or wait. Like, yeah. all of it's just social media because it's, like, an un- it's a very uncomfortable topic to just it talk about. Yeah. It was just... Mainly the people that either knew me or just random people that happened to come across my video and say, wow, that really sucks. Like, what, what, what's wrong with your school district? Yeah, yeah, seriously, what is wrong with the school district? Yeah. Um, what, or two questions. So did you speak to the, did you ever get a chance to talk to the other girls that came out also with their stories? And what prompted you to put your story out? Because I know there were a couple of videos before and then I saw yours and I was like, oh, this is, like, this is a movement. This is a whole thing happening. So just, like, what really pushed you to be, like, I'm going to sit down and put this out there and let everyone know that this is an issue? Um, I was hanging out with one of my friends, the one of the girls that were affected by what happened to us, and she was like, hey, like, look at this. Like, um, Paige, look at what she posted. Like, remember that girl that was in our class? Yeah. I was like, wow, like, that's really good for her and I didn't really like comment or even like the post because mm-hmm. I was like wow that must be really intense and I'm just gonna let that sit there and yeah. see if she can handle it handle that and then next thing I know um what's her name it starts with the T. Thais yes yeah. she posted something and I was like wow okay so things are just going out so I'm pretty sure right after her mm-hmm. or one other girl I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, and I, like, told my friends about it, and they were like, yeah, you should totally do it, like, good for you, like, do that, and I talked to my sister, who was like, oh, make sure you put disclaimers, just in case, like, someone does sue you, you have a disclaimer. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, it was mainly just, like, I wanted to talk about it, Mm -hmm. not to affect the guy's, like, life. I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to put awareness towards the fact that Hebron doesn't really care about their girls at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, a girl will be wearing, like, a, a tank top like mine, get dress-coded, oh, yeah. and a guy wears, like, really short shorts or a tank top, a tank and top, he's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah, we could go on and on and on about the dress code, or even just, like, the IDs. I remember one of the first things one of my friends told me was... How can they sit there and yell at students, take away their lunches? I mean, their eating time and their time to study yeah. and unwind during eight hours of school for not wearing their ID or maybe not picking up after themselves, which is understandable, but it is nowhere nearly as 
a big of a deal than what happened to the girls at Hebron and across the district. But you can take away lunches. You can put people in detention for not wearing their IDs. I mean, you all do not understand the ID thing. They have administrators in the hallways. Where's your ID? Where's your ID? You don't have it. You get a ticket or a detention. You got to go to the office. You got to get a temp. I mean, it is a whole thing. Imagine if the system worked the same for the girls at Hebron. Oh, yeah. And, like, it feels really disrespectful, especially whenever, like, you do have, like, a temporary or you're wearing, like, yeah. oh, dress for success. I mean, like, I had teachers make fun of the fact that I had a t-shirt that said dress for success. Like, they were like, oh, dress for success. And I was like, mm, I hate that. that. To me. And they were the, like, the condescending mm. tone. Yeah, like, and the mm. teachers thinking they have so much authority. It's like, like oh, you should wear something down. appropriate. And it's like, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, or the legging thing. Oh, God. Don't even, like, the, the, the shirt's got to be over, you know, a certain amount. Or the, the how they count your ripped jeans. Or how you can't dye your hair fully. Yeah. A specific color. They're going to dictate how we do our hair. Or bandanas. Bandanas are not allowed. Like, headbands, even certain headbands. We had this issue in middle school um, where this guy wore a flower crown. And he yes, got yes, I know that did one. You, wait, what middle school did you go to? I, I go to Arbor Creek. I went to Arbor Creek, yeah, too. Yeah, I know that. Okay, that's crazy. Wow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So the fact that the district can literally put kids through so much just for expressing themselves or, like, you can't dye your hair fully unless it's a natural color. It can only be, in a quote, a quarter of your hair girl a quarter of my hair my hair is so long a quarter of my hair would just be like a little strip of Mm -hmm. my hair you know what I mean and it's just like you can do all of this and put so much manpower and so much effort into dealing with a flower crown and some yeah the principal was really rude to that kid they called called the kid gay and like Mm -hmm. and like all these so like not nice names yeah and then had the audacity to stand up in front of the entire cafeteria and be like i just want everyone to be happy and all this stuff because kids showed up at school the next day wearing flower crowns and it was the best thing i'd ever experienced it was so fun um but even at that my mom was like venice are you sure you want to do this and i was like yeah i do actually and she was like you sure you're not going to get in trouble and i just knew like in the back of my head even if I did, there was no way that something that big could happen. But the fact that the whole school showed up with flower crowns, I mean, I had a few guy friends show up with flower crowns who, you know, were completely okay with it. And they were like, yeah, we've got extra. Like, do you want to borrow one? You know, that type of overwhelming support was so amazing to watch. But how they had administrators standing in the hallways telling us to take off the flower crowns. And the same thing, at, or I don't know if you experienced, I was in eighth grade when that happened. So I was still, or seventh grade, but there was this one specific hallway and there were teachers telling kids to like take off the flower crowns and just like, again, the same thing at Hebron with the IDs and the dress coding, but you can't move forward with an investigation where multiple girls have come forward about something. Yeah. Really? That's disappointing. And shame on you, LASD. Shame on you, Hebron High School, for putting countless people through that and I'm sure like this was just this year that 
you know, people started kind of coming forward. Imagine the amount of people who already graduated. Oh, yeah. Or the people who are underclassmen still who have gone through the same thing and haven't been able to say a word because there's just so much pushback and defense from the district. I can't imagine. Um, So thank you so much for coming on. And I hope that it was enlightening and I hope that you know, if there's anything still going on, that things work out in your favor, but also props to you and kudos to you for being so strong. And again, I'm going to say it again. Thank you so, (laughs) so much for coming on here. And I'm sure for the girls and guys and everyone else, you know, out there, every single gender, every single type of person who's listening, um, who may have gone through the same thing, I'm sure feels pretty great right now hearing that they weren't alone. So thank you, Laura, and again, I did put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, but um, just to kind of remind everyone that in the description, there are links and phone numbers to anybody who needs to reach out, and obviously my DMs are open, my inbox is open, so please let me know if you need somebody to talk to or converse with, and I will see you all in the next episode.